This is the Dudes in Christ Podcast. What's poppin'? This is Dudes in Christ Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Fowler. I'm Josh Cullum. Josh Garris. Ruckus Garris. G. Ruckus. We're back. What's up? What's up? Thanks for uh, tuning in on another episode. Yes. We are back at it. The Cullum boys back. Yes. Back. Back. Had to catch up on some, a little bit of rest last week. Seemed like I tossed and turned all night long the night before just started falling asleep right before it was time to get up. It's probably all those bean burritos you probably ate the night mm, before. <laughs> no. Nah. I don't even really remember what I did that night, that day before it. But nice. Anyway, back fresh home from the loo. The loo, yeah. Was uh, attended a wedding of one of my buddies I used to work with a couple of years. At Orgill? Yeah, Orgill. he's been gone about, I guess he's been gone about two years, but. Him and his uh, new wife now, they just got, did the official ceremony, I guess, with COVID and stuff last year. They was married before, or legally married, but they had the ceremony. But it was a nice event. Uh, Looked like a pretty cool place in the pictures. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty pretty area, a little park. The only problem we had was uh, there was people, like it said close for a private event, a sign there. But like during the ceremony, two people walk across the deck out the back window behind them, <laughs> look in, and then apparently Crashers. my wife and my buddy's wife that was there, uh, they noticed that a dog was walking. Someone was walking her dog, and it squats down <laughs> in the background. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that was caught on camera Roof. or anything. But uh, nice. You know, other than that, it was a real nice event. Um, so I'm, I'm glad for them. Happy, they I guess did their official yeah official vows. Awesome. They they wrote their own vows. It was very that was uh I think that's probably my first wedding that I've seen where they wrote their own vows. Yeah, I wasn't gonna mess mine up. <clears throat> <Right>. <laughs> but it, it was really good. Like he had about three pages of vows. Like wow, sweet lord. But you know, he even really, after being married for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it kind of gave us a. Kind of everybody got a backstory on them, how good the vows were rolled out for yep. both of them. That's cool. Kind of both of them went back to when they met and kind of learned that story, learned of how much a romantic guy he is. Oh. To the point when he, uh, I think they said it was when he first said he loved her, I think. He wanted it to be romantic, or I think it was the first time they kissed. He wanted it to be romantic, but it was cloudy that night. And he wanted the full moon. So he got a picture of a of a moon on his phone, <laughs> blew it up, set it on the dash, so it reflected off the windshield. So when they took a picture, it looked like the moon was behind them or something. It was Lord. he put a lot of thought into it. I was not that romantic when I was. Yeah, I don't think I was got married. Was or marriage. before. Yeah, but, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I he, put a, he put a lot of thought into all that. We're in trouble. Let's re- record. Let's, what? Oh, Start to be back fair, over. I, I didn't have the technology to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't be that real. <laughs> just still a 
dumb young kid. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna tell my uh, the, the way. Have I ever told you the way I proposed? No. Let's hear this. Oh, Ashley's gonna kill me. <laughs> so you talked about all this romantic that just happened right mm-hmm. here, and you know all the ladies that the one or two ladies that might listen, like, oh, that's so sweet. So I'm gonna tell you how your boy proposed. <laughs> so I was uh, in the bathroom. Yeah. hold hold the excitement (laughs) and i yell we were at my grandma's and i was like man i was still in high school i guess before i went to college i was young i yell at the bathroom door ashley bring me some toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) she comes in with toilet paper and i'm there on one knee like will you marry me (laughs) man super romantic man just yeah so how we've all grew well i did it (laughs) with the tab we was driving it was for valentine's day and, and we've been together <clears throat> long enough she was basically begging me to propose to her because i still hadn't done it and i <laughs> at that point in my life i'd made up my mind like i'm content with not being married you know <laughs> and uh so we we were headed out it was for valentine's and i done i had to ring and i showed it to her sisters and mm-hmm. stuff but uh and the kids knew i was gonna do it I just had it in my pocket, and we we're going down the road. We were coming up the hill at Dexter, like going the back way up. Uh, I think it's AB Highway or something. Mm-hmm. We we're going that way, and I we just listened to the song, and it, and it, in this part of the song it says uh, a fistful of diamonds, a handful of rings, or something. And I was <laughs> like, I was singing it to her, Ow. and right when it said the handful of rings, or whatever, like I popped the box open, and it's like <laughs> this. And I didn't even I didn't even say nothing. She's just. I almost uh, drove off the side of the road, <laughs> and so it was a very, very. Um, hope no traffic was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really wish we hadn't started down this road this morning. <laughs> All right, but uh, since you guys are both here, <laughs> yeah. so, since we're here, um, Eileen and I had been living together for a while. I had bought a ring, and it was in the glove compartment of my car because I hadn't, I hadn't actually started to make any plans beyond. Speaking to her dad, making sure he was okay with me asking her and stuff like that. And I swear, the the planning phase was about to begin, <laughs> but we had had a house party, uh, and everybody had left the morning after, and we were sitting on the couch in our pajamas, <laughs> and I was like, are you ever going to ask me to marry you? And I was like... Do you want me to right now? <laughs> so I walked out to the car. <laughs> um, but it was one of those. It was. I knew it was going to be a dead giveaway by by the look on my face or my reaction. Otherwise, that she n- knew that I was planning and that she knew. I mean, because I'd probably only had the ring for three or four days at this point. So I have to assume either her parents told her <laughs> that I had asked them, or someone had told her that I had bought. The ring, and I don't remember telling anyone that I had. But in any event, I walked out to the car, got it out of the glove compartment. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, proposed in our so, pajamas. Is now a good time? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, How's your schedule right now? <laughs> Since you're asking. Okay. <laughs> nice. Man, if I could go back, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had an iPhone that I, I was could. on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, I mean, do we even want to? Do we even need to talk about powerlifting stuff, or just <laughs> how's the what's the update on the injury? Oh, um, 
<clears throat> it's it's really as not. He, it's not as good. he goes and feels his yeah, butt. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me poke around and see. Um, man, I think it's gonna it's gonna take some more weeks of recovery. Like uh, my my coach programmed me a kind of light, um, like sort of strange movement um days this week. So I did did squat. Squat didn't feel bad at all. Felt great actually. I didn't load it very heavy. But then, like, at the end, I had some hamstring curls on there. Did those. Pretty sharp pain, even with a super lightweight. And even, like, engaging the glutes really, really hard and just, like, very slowly moving the hamstring. Once it would get to a certain part in the range of motion, it would just, it was a stabbing pain. pain. So, um, you know, I, I made sure to know the volume of that. Got through bench. Went in Friday, uh, did some lightweight deadlifts just to see, you know, because yeah. I keep thinking I don't want to just not do it, yeah. and not, and then I'm healed and don't know, right. you know. <laughs> but I want to know so, when I'm uh, ready. Yeah, so uh, just weekly, I think I'm probably gonna probably gonna do that. And then actually, my wife told me yesterday I probably need to lay off those as well. But I went in, you know, did a few, uh, and then the rest of the stuff that was that was prescribed that was lightweight ham, hamstring stuff, I just. I left it off because the deadlifts were painful. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not ready, but like squats come along. So I think he's going to program me some uh, additional squat stuff. Like on, I'll have my regular squat day on Monday and then additional squat stuff on Friday to just keep the workload up. Yeah. So keep um, them high for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go burying it. For sure. I, I, I can't. I can't not, you know. <laughs> It's just programmed in me. Yeah. Um, might, might be a good time to do some box, box squats or, yeah. or something. But uh, anyway, you know, it's uh, it's still coming along. So I'm 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 gonna say just <clears throat> how painful it was and how painful it is. Probably three more, three or four more weeks of uh, <clears throat> just letting it do its thing. Oh. And it's crazy though because I'll go in and and do a bunch of stretches and my range of motion will be like fantastic with no pain. I wake up the next morning and just just flexing, you know, extending and stuff like that just a little bit is uh, super dull and achy and yeah. like my range of motion is like nothing. It's like you just glued everything together. And anyway, so it's it the body's doing what it's supposed to do, yeah. you know, protecting itself, healing itself. But uh, how's your what's going on with your? Yeah, stuff? it was good. Uh, we went to uh, comp, comp competition movements, uh, one rep max with the change. Chains out, you know, I say one rep max going like a nine five RPE. Um, yeah, it everything was sloppy, but you know, it's kind of expected. Kind of, we've been under different specialty bars for a while, you know, so it, it was pretty, you know, it was no big shocker there. Uh, so yeah, just I was. I guess decently pleased. <laughs> you know how sloppy the deadlift was because I forgot to even <laughs> sent you all that video. Accidentally didn't even hook my first pull, and it. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. It it moved well though. Everything moved moved good. So, how long you got till your meet? Um, yesterday would be seven weeks out. I guess. So. Uh, did you, I mean? Did you see um, an expected strength carryover from doing the the other bars and and. Yeah. chain stuff that you've done and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, everything's good there. Like um, squatting, which this is the first time I put wraps on this week, so you know it's going to take a little bit. <clears throat> but I could tell that I was using my quads a little bit better. I think that's a lot from the yoke bar because it's 
you're more upright. You're kind of forced to use more quad. You can't really hip it up like you can a um, just a regular straight barbell. So yeah, I, I, I do feel that better, and I feel like my speed on deadlifts have off the floor have improved. So I just assume you know it, something has improved there. <laughs> I noted that in watching your videos. Yeah, you did. Actually, you did. appreciate that. It did look pretty fast off the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything was good until I hit my 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 uh, fingers would drag on my quads, and that's where I forgot to get baby powder yet again. So I made sure to get that yesterday. <laughs> but uh, you know, until the hands hit the quads, it moves super easy. So this week uh, we'll go to uh, we'll back down to a uh, two rep max. So we'll scale. Kind of opposite of what you would think. Let me turn my Bluetooth off because we're getting a little. There we go. Hmm. But yeah, That's going. What it is. Yeah, <laughs> going to uh, two rep max. So yeah, we're going to clean it up. But it, it's everything's good. And I thought it was my Bluetooth, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I hear something. But yeah, all Gucci. We're we're That's moving it. moving forward. Yeah. Josh, uh, how's uh, how's your powerlifting going? Um, it's going to go. <laughs> PR is every day, baby. PR is every yeah. day. <laughs> Feeling strong. About working on 620 right now. Yeah. You'll have that. <laughs> well, let's, uh, awkward silence and bounce into what, uh, yeah. bounce into Matthew. You want to bounce into Matthew or where, where you yeah. want to go first? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I've, I've been, uh, I've been reading the book of Matthew just um, basically just kind of wanted to start at the beginning of the New Testament and just uh, move right through it just from from beginning to end. Um, and of course, the the temptation is to get stuck on certain passages and just study them and study them and study them mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, pray for understanding. And so far, God hasn't just just crazy open my eyes to anything yet. So, you know. It's. I think for me, that's. It's like, well, just keep reading. You know, um, I was uh, reading the other day, and something kind of stuck out to me. And I'm going to draw your attention to uh, Matthew nine. Um, <clears throat> you get to the very end of the chapter, uh, verses thirty-seven and thirty-eight. Then he said to his disciples, "The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few." Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Um, and, you know, I, I actually kind of, I think I kind of read a few few uh, chapters further and for some reason came back and was kind of reviewing this. And some stuff, thankfully, you know, began to stand out to me. Um, we see uh, in Matthew 6 that, you know, when Jesus has taught his disciples to pray, um, you know, we see that he, he's laid out the format that we all kind of have come to know, you know, the Lord's Prayer, and he, he lays out the format for praying. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you read the rest of Matthew, and, and I kind of reviewed um, the other Gospels, uh, just, you know, you see the Lord's Prayer and a few of them, stuff like that, but I don't see anywhere else in uh, scripture where he specifically tells them to pray for anything. Mm-hmm. And um, that made me kind of, 
I mean, it really, really kind of puts a magnifying glass on the things that that the Lord asked, you know, his disciples and, of course, us uh, to pray for. And that's that there will be, you know, enough laborers to go out into the harvest. Uh, And, of course, if I mean, if you guys don't have anything to add to that, if you go back to um, Matthew 9 and 36, you just back up one verse, it's kind of bookended. Um, if you go nine thirty six and then you go ten one, you kind of get a little bit of context. Um, so he had, in in typical fashion, kind of uh, he had done miracles and stuff like that, and you know came came up onto a mountain, which we see tons of in scripture. You know, kind of him withdrawing and things like that. Um, he had went about in all the cities, uh, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel, healing sickness, and things like that. Uh, 936 says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Um, so the one time and that I found now, there may be other, other examples of this that I just didn't come across. Uh, I don't pretend to, you know, know everything about the four gospels, but, uh, the one time that he gives the disciples something very specific to pray about. He had been moved with compassion for a multitude of people, and and uh, we see the the sort of shepherd's heart um, revealed here because they were weary and scattered like like sheep, having no shepherd. Um, and I think you know that that's uh, to to speak to I guess the modern day church. Um, there, the the harvest is still plentiful, yeah, and yeah. the labor labor is still <clears throat> few, and um, that's you know it's speaking to I think our need for compassion uh, for those around us who are still lost. So. Right, absolutely. Let me can I just can we read that whole thirty five through thirty eight. Yeah. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in synagogues, announcing the good news of the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers in the field. <clears throat> and just this this language that Jesus is using, using like... like um, instance of a farmer talking about a harvest that we're in harvest season for this area right now so it, it you know it's kind of you can see it everywhere and just to, to use the analogy to break it down to us country folk if a farmer had 20,000 acres and he had one guy farming it you know one piece of machine one combine or whatever he's he's not going to be able to achieve He's not going to be able to 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 reap all the benefits of the harvest in the allotted time of the season. So there's a you know you see in the context of this as you know the book of Matthew kind of climaxes to um, some things that I talked about in the Sunday school last time. When we get to twenty three twenty four, you kind of see the the sense of urgency there. <clears throat> so back here, you know, I kind of see that as a time. Uh, you see it earlier. Um, Announcing the good news of the kingdom, 
and then healing everything. It's like there's, and not to fumble over to many of my words, but to get into 10, you see the direct, um, you see the the willingness of disciples and Jesus basically like sitting them down is like, hey, do this, this, and this, this, this order, uh, because something is, as we see in 24 comes to an end. So there was a rush for the good news of the kingdom to be spread everywhere. But that doesn't mean, like you said, there's a rush for today's church, um, not because of something bad happening, but there's a rush because the Bible says that this news that he's talking about will fill up all the earth. Well, to fill up all the earth, it takes several workers <laughs> to yeah. do that. And um, so, yeah, there there is a, a call now, and you might have mentioned it and, and kind of sparked me, but uh, as we see at the, the very few inverses here, so pray the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more. So it's like, our prayer should be for us directly and for for even others is, you know, Lord, give us the willingness to do what you're wanting us to do. Um, not only us, but, you know, spark that willingness in others um, so we can come together and, and push the good news um, that you're trying to get, you know, out there. And so I just defined willingness. And just going back to basic, like these words, what where they even mean? Um, just the basic definition of willing, willingness is the quality or state of being prepared to do something, or it's a readiness. Uh, being willing, and then I've heard somebody say it like this: being willing to obey is the first step, but obeying is actually taking the first step with your movement. Actually, obeying is really what you want your you want to be even more willing to do. So it's you see this tie of of obedience, willingness, um, and then you take that and you see that um, the way God uses people, you see the disciples here. I don't know what that noise is. I don't know. We'll, we'll run with it. But the the difference from uh, the disciples and – because really the disciples wasn't the most – qualified people to do the work that Jesus wanted to do. Right. We kind of um, disregard them, but really like the uh, the religious leaders, the priests, the, the scribes, all those guys were actually technically more qualified than what the disciples would be. The disciples were fishermen. They were tax collectors. You know, they, they wasn't as qualified, but you seeing the difference was their willingness. Mm-hmm. You know, they were willing to drop everything and go and follow Christ. And I think that's just, <laughs> there's so many thoughts that, that pop into mind when we talk about this, like the person listening might not feel qualified to do what the Lord is wanting them to do. And, and that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have these legalistic ideas, these re- religious doctrines where it's all about you all you have to do is be willing to say yes to the call. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote down that uh, Jesus sees that the disciples are the right people for the job. If only they will pray to be made so, or if only they will pray that the work may be done, whether by them th- themselves or whether it's done by them or whether it's done yeah. without them, basically. <clears throat> So there's a that that command to pray 
I think when he tells you to pray first, if you're praying for something, pray, you know, make me available first. Yeah. You know, and then if I'm not available, send help. And to to kind of bring it back to the modern day, you know, the, the modern day church, not to step on anybody's toes, but um, churches are full of consumers. You know, yeah. they're, they're yeah. not necessarily full of laborers. Um, and again, it's not, it's not to, you know, I'm not bashing, um, where we are now, but I mean, um, for the gospel, you know, of the kingdom to effectively be spread, pray for people who are going to be willing to go out and gather the harvest, not just be, you know, some of the first fruit of the harvest or, or whatever. I mean, um, it, as as Justin said, like you have to be willing, and and he's gonna, you know, a lot of people, I think, as you said, listeners may feel like they're not necessarily equipped, but, um, you know, he, I think there's a saying I can't, I keep, it's been churning over my head all week, something about uh, he doesn't call those who are equipped, he equips those who are called, or yeah. you know, those who are willing to to do the work, um, and then if you, again, if you look at, you know, we we read. 34 through 38, if you look at 10.1, right on the other side of this, uh, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him. So you're talking about, you know, we're talking about a, a probably a close physical proximity, so not necessarily some concept, but, I mean, he, he called them to him. And the, the very next thing, he gave them power, but for for him to do that, they had to answer the call. Yeah, right, and right. you know, he gathered his twelve. And again, you're, when you go to ten two, it talks about the names of the twelve disciples, the people who answered the call, and who were closest to him. You know, who who he. I mean, it's ro- a rock solid group. They're going to follow. Um, and of course, we see throughout the gospels and you know into Acts and and the epistles. You know that. Uh, you know, people fell away and people tripped and uh, sometimes didn't do the right things. They had to be reprimanded and things like that. But, uh, I mean, when he made this call and they answered it, they showed their willingness. Uh, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Um, again, they that was not an innate uh, thing that they already had. Like, he had to equip them for that. Uh, and then we see you know, what, what happened afterwards. Like they took those gifts and ran with them. Um, but again, you know, the laborers are few. And so if you're in a church right now, I mean, and you're listening to this, uh, pray, you know, pray that God either, uh, appoints, you know, people, the appropriate people for the time and place, um, you know, work to make yourself as Justin said, you know, a willing, a vessel, a willing labor, um, and pray that those around you, man, people, people who have been in churches for a long time, who have gifts that still haven't even been yeah. uh, either um, revealed or haven't yeah. been developed, you know, pray for them because they are they're the laborers that are already at hand, uh, and they just don't, you know, yeah. they don't have the tools yet, or they don't know it, or maybe there's even a little bit of unwillingness. You know, but um, pray that all those things, you know, the seeds that have been planted throughout the years of them just sitting in the pews, yeah. um, 
or, or you know, burst forth with some kind of fruit. Yeah. I, I looked in uh, Romans while ago, and you said that word we have in today, the church today, we have a lot, a lot of more consumer consumers than doers, I guess, with a lot sitting in the pew and uh, here for the church and not really being anything as far as helping the vote. I might hit a button with that. But uh, in Romans 1, uh, verse 11, Paul said, For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. So that in order for who he was speaking to, in order for them to be encouraged or them to encourage him, there had to be some type of action there. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we had the call to, I think, reveal our spiritual gifts is very important in our walk with God. Uh, you know, it's something that I guess sometimes we don't really think about it um, as that when we pray, we don't think about the gifts and um, being, uh, I guess to me, it kind of sounds like you, um, to me, to me, I, I mean, I know it's not right, but it comes off as selfish to ask right. for yeah. yourself. No, it does. But, you're, you're right. Sometimes, well, you've, and, and I'll just be totally transparent. There's, there's times where like, especially this season where, where time is, you know, limited, limited, you know, you know, there's, there's times where I'm like, man, I, I really don't even want to dig into the word. I really don't even want to pray. I really don't even want to seek God. And, and, you know, you almost feel bad to ask, (laughs) to ask for hey God, give me, give me just the urge to even want to pray, to even want to read my Bible, to even want to, you know, spend time, you know, with you. And, and that's something, maybe that's a religious obstacle that I've had in me that, didn't, that I didn't really know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he says, you know, ask. And so, you know, I've been, I've been praying, you know, God, just give me the help to give me bef- the prayer before we even started here was give us the willingness to do, you know, the work that you want us to do. And, and I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, we we are human. We're emotion. You know, we we run by emotions and we run by motivation. Uh, we run by, you know, sometimes <laughs> it sounds terrible, but as a human, you come. You sometimes have the question as, "Why am I doing this?" or "What do I get out of it?" And yeah. you know, we have to get out of that mindset, of course, because it's not. You'll see just through uh, where Josh talked about Matthew nine. It was his compassion. Uh, to move on others, and um, there's a I had a scripture wrote down, Proverbs eleven twenty five. The generous will prosper; those who refresh others themselves will be f- refreshed. So it's not yeah. always you know about us, but it's how can we affect others? Did you, uh, did you find what you're looking for? Yeah, to speak to that, like I've uh, <laughs> I've got a post-it note on the rearview mirror of my car, um, <clears throat> just something that I something that I pray 
regularly um and i'm I'm turning to it right now so i can i want to read it word for word because again i don't have my post-it note with me <laughs> so uh it's philippians two thirteen. give me just a second galatians ephesians and it's kind of sad that i that i don't have it actually now that i'm looking at it in new king james version um so uh the the it's written in my car i think it's from a different version of the bible but it's a uh, for god is working in you so i of course changed the you to me uh god is working in me giving me the desire and power to do what pleases him yeah. um and man that just that verse stands out to me like in my lowest of lows because there are often times when it's like i in truth it, to what what reminded me of this is you talking about just not even having the desire to yeah. do things um and it to me it's like it shows me how if i will stay in touch with god and not turn away in you know the hardest of times um it shows me how truly reliant on the grace of god and how truly reliant on uh you know the the gift of christ and of course the uh the um comfort you know of the holy spirit we are because he's working in us he he's given us the desire yeah like that i mean does that that's truly um kind of shows how you know pathetic that we are like we can't even muster the desire to do the things that we're supposed to do um and i mean let alone the power you know like (laughs) you're you're talking about you we want the power to do it (laughs) But it's like to to take a step even further back from that to you know remove ourselves even further. There are a lot of times when I'm like, God, I don't even have the desire yeah. to yeah. get closer to you, and we can ask Him for that. So to read it from, do you want to read it from? Uh, I'll just read it from New King James Version. You know, um, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. Doesn't sound near as fun in that you know it is as flowery in that so i'd be interested to see what king james says as well but um i mean he you know he he's working in us um in our very you know the very deepest region of our heart yeah to make us willing like uh when we don't even we i mean literally cannot muster the desire under our own power like can't can't motivate myself to even want to draw close to him and I can ask, you know, God, will you, will you, you know, I don't have it. Like, will you work, work in me and start, um, and giving me a desire to grow closer to you because otherwise I'm, I got nothing. Yeah. As we always hear how the, the, the church family, we're a body of Christ. And if one piece of the body is not working, then we're, uh, I uh, can't take it to word, but we're not available to do the job that we need to be. Yeah. Um. So we gotta make sure. I think in our in our spiritual walk, the more that we've talked about this is learn to pray that God help me be a productive body part of yeah. Christ in and of the church, because without production, we we're set and stagnant. Yeah. That's good. So, and I, I've come up to first Corinthians chapter 12, um, 12 verse four through 11, 
So there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is a source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else. The one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts, and He alone decides which gift each person should have. So, when being a specific prayer, I guess, of a gift would not be the right prayer. It would be more, God, make me what you need me to be. Yeah. At this moment, and it may be different every time. Right. Anytime you're around somebody. Well, and and before we started recording, um, you know, we were talking about the the um, how you may be, you know, kind of one step removed from um, a person who needs to be reached. You know, and I think that kind of speak goes back to speaking about the gifts, of course, and you know the the laborers. Is first of all make make me a make me a laborer. Labor, you know, I'm, right. I'm willing to go and do what right. you would have me do. But um, kind of like as Justin and I were talking about last week, like I um dropping the girl off. Like I I don't have yeah. any kind of rapport with her, and and that was you know that was what I said. I don't really have the means to reach her. But I see that she needs to be reached, yeah. and so the prayer is that you know if if you're not, if I don't have the gift necessary to right. to you know speak to her or or otherwise, um, you know, then I'll at least kind of intercede yes. on behalf of the person who Sounds hopefully similar. is going to at some point. Yeah. Um, and you know, I fi- I think we find ourselves in situations like that a lot of times. Sometimes you're too close to the situation to be able to, you know, to yeah. reach the person. Um, so I, I feel like it's just, uh, I feel like the same instruction goes to us as, as to, you know, the disciples of that time. Um, the, the, there's always a lot of work to be done and just, uh, stay in prayer that, you know, yeah. that God's providing new people, you know, and, and uh, touching hearts of those who, have been previously unwilling to um, to just say, "Hey, I'm 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 showing up." You know, equip me with the right tools to do the job, right? And uh, oh, make absolutely. me a laborer. So, yeah, just I mean, at the, to speak to that, what the scripture that Josh read that at the end of it, I guess it'd be First Corinthians twelve, the end of eleven or eleven. It is one and only. Sp- it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Uh, sometimes we can get caught up in seeking a gift, like yeah. God, give me this gift so I can. But it's not our decision. You know, there's nothing wrong with praying for that gift. Right. There's nothing wrong for 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 really pursuing, asking God uh, to do it. But you know, of course, it's His decision to because He knows that, like Josh is talking about. Um, 
he knows he's that mediator between, you know, he is that mediator between you and, and getting, uh, in Josh's instance, that girl, if he's the mediator, he knows how to place which gift, whoever she's in contact with, um, he knows which gift to, to give them. And you see throughout all the gifts that he talks about here, that the majority of it is for not that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, a gift of prophecy. It's a gift of, of healing. It's a gift of um, faith to another. So it's, it's, I guess if I could recap just a, a, what I'm trying to say here is, don't get caught up in seeking a gift for yourself, but realize the gift giving is for another, and uh, just pray, pray to, that God gives you the willingness and obedience to pursue and whichever mm-hmm. gift He has for you. Like like where we started off, that to be a laborer first, pray. You know, God gives. Just let me be a laborer. First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and Im- immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Yeah. So as long as you're a laborer yeah. to start with, you know, Lord, help Amen. me be yeah. a worker for you. And just by doing that, anything that he uses you for is not useless. That's, Amen. that's good news to hear when you're struggling and you're like, just yeah. Lord, help yeah, me dude. do something. Help me be some type of productive, you know. That's good. That is good. Juicy. I got nothing else. Yeah, that was a perfect yeah. note to end on, really. <laughs> cool. Thank the Spirit for that. Yeah. Pa-pow. Thanks, Jesus. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in another episode. I know we uh, we ranted for a little bit, talking about how romantic we all are. <laughs> um, or are not. Or not. <laughs> Lord, make me willing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Equip me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and um, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. This is the Dudes in Christ.